Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. It's your good friend Patrick O'Dowd. Dave's making a funny face already. Are we? Are we okay, Dave? Are we okay? Oh, we're What's fine. That? We're fine. I was just looking David, at. Are I you was, okay? I was are looking you okay? at. I was okay? looking at Vegas's record and just like. Anyway, we'll talk about. Yeah, that. nobody's beating Vegas this year. They're like eleven zero and one. It's gross. It's it's crazy and just reminds me that expansion in the NHL needs some work. Room. I know the Kraken. Kraken have kind of come and back. Then, I'm sure we're going to talk about it. There's the other extreme. Wow. We may be seeing a historically bad season up uh, four hours north of me. I mean, maybe there's all kinds of history to make it. But here's the thing, Dave, is before we even get started today, I actually want to do a little uh, musical chairs talk because I, I know you know this. This past week, the Beatles released their final song ever. I now was, and then. Yeah, that's going to be like. Because I know when, uh, when we record Bandwagon Nerds later on, you're going to ask, what are you watching? A lot of Beatles now and then. The documentary that you'd recommended was excellent and really kind of took... Yeah, I haven't, um, haven't pulled it out yet. It's only but. 12 minutes. It's, it's, it's an easy watch. It's, it's, just, cool. it's fascinating how they did it and the history of, of how now and then came into being. Um, but yeah, anyway, the Beatles came out with a new song. I... I Absolutely love the song. Yeah, it's about four minutes long. It was really, really interesting, though, because, like, like I listened to it. And I was like, oh, it's a great tune. 
Uh, and it was like, it sounds like the Beatles. <laughs> like, I, you know, you know what I mean? And that's, and that's not a slight on the tune itself. And that's not me saying it was fine. I want people to understand that. Like, I know I have this reputation of like no selling entertainment. Uh, it, you know, it's so great. I, uh, I do have to share though. Did you watch the music video that yes. was put out as well? Yes. I, I didn't like, I didn't like the music very much at all. It's, I mean, it's a little weird. That's to be sure, but that's the, like, that's the Beatles, you know? Right. I mean, no, it's not even that it's weird. It's, it's the, I get what they were trying to do with this. So if anybody hasn't seen this video, it's basically various shots of the the song being recorded and played both currently and in the past. And in amongst the like current recording, you know, as they did the work to sort of make this song come together, they have interspersed particularly George and John because they're no longer with us, but younger versions of the Beatles, like doing different antics-y looking things around the studio and playing and singing and, and all of that. And I get like, it's like the spirit of thing. Cause like, like I, I just recently went and saw Queen and Adam Lambert. Right. And I, you know, and everybody knows how much of them. They, when they play the, when Brian May plays the song, love of my life, he sits out, uh, cause their stage has always been, has always been the same every time they've seen it. big backstage. And then it extends out on like kind of a cat, not a catwalk cause it's not above the ground, but there's like a long space for them to walk all the way out to a smaller stage. that goes out amongst the middle of the crowd. And for love of my life, Brian May sits on a stool with an acoustic guitar and he plays the verses and encourages the audience to sing or sing along until they get to the tail end. And then up on the giant screen, sort of behind him, Freddie, they, they have footage of Freddie Mercury singing uh, from the uh, 1986, I want to say, uh, Wembley tour uh, is the is the footage that they have. And like at the end, like Freddie turns and he bows. They've got it set to where like Freddie turns and he bows and it looks like he's bowing towards Brian and Brian bows back. And it's very much in the same spirit of this video. For whatever reason, Dave, I was like, oh. I would have much preferred, oddly enough, just archival footage of the band playing and recording. I like that would have been cool. And maybe they just because it wasn't on my playlist. But the song is great. I like the song. It's terrific. It'll sell a bajillion copies. I don't know what it's done. Uh, It's not going to be Taylor Swift because, you know, Taylor Swift is a force of nature. Jesus Christ, that woman sells albums. Oh, um... nuts. But it was great. Yeah, the album itself is interesting. Like if you buy it, it's like a dollar ninety-nine or something ridiculously cheap like that. And it comes with like the little kind of it's like a mini, mini, mini behind the scenes look at the same documentary that we have. But it's uh it's now and then and then um uh what's Love Me Do, which is the Beatles' first song. So somebody pointed out that it's it's appropriate. You've got okay. the first and the last. And um yeah, I think like you're saying you, you like the song, it sounds like a Beatles song. And I know like you're, you're, you're putting the qualifier on it that it's not you saying fine. And I agree with you, but I mean, the thing is anything that sounds like a real Beatles song in 2023, that's brand new. That's a tremendous compliment because to pull that off, um, is, is something remarkable. And yeah, I mean, it was, it was emotional listening, you know, John's voice at the beginning of this thing and, and just thinking about everything that's happened. And yeah, when you watch that document documentary, the little bit of the 12 minute thing, just the process that they went through. This thing's been on the shelf, George. But it is like I think it's uh, I think it's Sean who talks on the documentary that, or maybe it's Paul as well. It's it's 
he says we've all played on this so it's an actual true Beatles song and that's that's right. important to note so yeah just a really cool thing and a little a little bit of uh musical chairs here on this kayfabe tuesday for you all to to just go check out and dave mentioned this uh on an episode of on the last episode of bandwagon herds by the way uh, or maybe it was the one per- whenever we talked about the now and then mini doc that last week we, that last week. you were you had brought up that uh maybe musical chairs would just do a beatles episode and and that's possible I, I do have to share. I do. I do have to admit, though. Like I, I, I love and respect the Beatles, but there's a band that is more meaningful to me. Even if, like, like I don't argue the greatness of the Beatles, but one of their contemporaries is far and away my favorite band of that era, and that's the Beach. Like, and I'm gonna like. I have a whole slew of stuff I want to talk about with the Beach Boys and Brian Wilson and the genius that is Brian Wilson at some point. Because they've always been massively in my taste. Well, and and for me, you know, I, I I'll be honest. I, I mean, I like the Beatles significantly more than the Beach Boys, but I love the Beach Boys, and and I grew up with the Beach Boys because every Fourth of July they did the concert on the Mall down at Washington D.C. at the Washington Monument. Right. And I still remember the one that I and I, usually I didn't go down to them, but the one I distinctly remembering they had Jimmy Page join them. There were a million people on the mall for that. That's verified a million people. And right. I mean, we'll leave it at that because I was like 16 and 17 and you know, the kids don't need to know about what big Dave was doing when he was a teenager. So, you know, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. The, the, again, we can, maybe we do a, maybe we do like a back to back where you boys and a Beatles episode one of the fascinating things there are a few bands that you look at and say you know maybe this should be tackled jointly um and those are two perhaps those are two of them that which is weird because we i don't know that we've tackled zeppelin either uh i did in season it was like my you did zeppelin it was like the season because i know i know i did the who because the the who who is the who and zeppelin are contemporary and the beach boys and the beatles are contemporaries and what was really fascinating is really interesting about those two bands and specifically brian wilson and the was the way that one pushed the other musically and that there was a feeling of one-upsmanship between the two bands. Uh, not, and not, and not in the sense of like competitiveness. Like they were very friendly with you. They weren't like friends. There was, there was definitely a mutual respect out of what each were doing. And if Brian Wilson hadn't had the breakdown that he had, it'd be, it'd be really interesting to see what music could have come from the Beach Boys if that band hadn't imploded so magically because of brian's dad the wilson you know the wilson brothers dad brian's own breakdown like all of that because they were far ahead and it was so crazy because brian wilson just wanted to make beautiful music and challenge the boundaries of music and other members of the band didn't want that they just wanted to keep cranking out hits so it was actually kind of the opposite of what broke up the beatles where paul mccartney wanted to stay commercial or wanted to get them more commercial and the rest of the band was like, no, we want like our musical freedom. It was, it was very, very interesting. But none of that is why we're here. This is Hockey Talk. This, so we are going to, after a nice little 11-minute start. We just can't let it go, Pat. I mean, we can't let musical chairs go this year. <laughs> we can't. And, you you know, I think that it's it's great. I know that Tony listens to musical chairs, goes out of his way to check it out. So, Tony, if you're listening to, you know, I hope you listen to Hockey Talk this week. Because we gave you a little nugget. A little nugget. 
uh, and not an Owen Hart nugget. And we gave you a nugget of musical chance. And his lightning finally yeah. won a road game. So there you go. Look at look at that. that. Wow. Hey, so I I know I've got a couple of fun stories I want to talk about it on the back half. Uh, I gotta I gotta walk back on my Ottawa Senator talk uh, as they. Uh, oh boy, did they have a bad week. Uh, we're gonna talk about that in the news now. And, you know, and Dave talked about it. Historically bad team. An historically good team. I think that's what we should talk about after the segment is history on both ends of the spectrum. What do you think, Dave? I, I agree, especially if somebody can erase right. the uh, 74, 75 capitals ignominy. So let's go. There you go. All right. So we're going to take our first commercial break. And when we come back, some historically good and historically bad. You are listening to Hockey Talk here on the Chairshot Radio Network, part of the Chairshot.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to Hockey Talk here on the Chairshot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com. Patrick O'Dowd, David Ungar here on 
any number of podcasting platforms. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow, all of those things. Get our name out there to yourself, to others, spread the word. And if you love what I love, if we love what we do, I, I'm sorry, Dave, I, I got a little, got a little megalomaniacal there for a second. It was all me. But if you love what we do here on the ChairShot Radio Network and ChairShot.com, make sure you head over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot invest in us with some chair shot swag we got some great t-shirt designs out there they're only 19.99 you can spend a few dollars more get it soft style your giblets will thank you all right dave let's get to it we've got two ends of the spectrum here as we are a few weeks into the season basically about 10 games in for everybody some interesting Teams, maybe we were a little premature a couple of years ago. We were talking about Detroit being on the up and up, but they're having a good go at 7-4-1. and one. That's excite- exciting. Boston is doing Boston things. But we got to talk about the Las Vegas Golden Knights and that this 11-0 start with one overtime point. This is, okay, last year it seemed like every week, we would be like, Jesus Christ, Boston's unstoppable. Jesus Christ, Boston's unstoppable. Jesus Christ, Boston's unstoppable. This year so far, Jesus Christ, Vegas is unstoppable. And, you know, they're they're four they're four and oh on the road. They're seven oh and one at home. They are plus twenty-six in goal differential right there with Vancouver, which is scoring at a ridiculous clip as well. And those two teams, okay. This is what's crazy. Those two teams are sitting far and away atop of everyone else in terms of, of goal differential. The next closest team, the Bruins, at plus 15. Like, that's that's insane, man. That is just insane. What what do you say? Like, what do you say to I I mean, we had a couple weeks ago when, you know, Vegas got off to that undefeated start. Colorado got off to the undefeated start. Boston got off to the undefeated start. We had circled on our, you know, virtual calendars, this epic clash between the Avalanche and the Golden Knights. And this was going to tell the tale. We were going to really see who the best team. No contest. (laughs) Seven to nothing. Vegas annihilates Colorado. Uh, Colorado's kind of lost a few games here and there. They fucking Mark Stone had two shorthand, two shorthanded goals in one game how do you get two shorthanded goals i mean i pulled that off on nhl 23 or 24 yeah it was like video games but in real life i that's i mean mark stone to do that yeah vegas shows no signs of slowing down they look better if that's possible than a year ago um and i think that's a question that's a matter of confidence they're they know they're good now it's not like last year where they kind of crept up on people people like you and i were basically saying ah they're not going to make the playoffs they're going to be this that like the year before and this is a team that just plays fearlessly they're confident they know what they have they don't worry about goaltending they know they can score you know everybody marsh assault eichel they're all just uh, operating at a phenomenal clip they're yeah, I mean, it, it, it's going to take a, a pretty good effort. You know, now I'm looking at say, yeah, you know, Vegas, Vancouver, that could be a fun 20 goal game by the time they're done with each other. It, so. it, it might be. And, and that's and that begs the next question. When do they play each other? Like, that's what I want to know. Like, I, will, I will look it up. Dave is going to, as they say in the business, effort that. So while he looks that up, it's it's just kind of mind boggling. I'm going to share this this week. I didn't really watch much hockey. I, I just frankly, I didn't have time. I got a lot going on. 
as I get ready to head into another trip down to visit the mouse in two weeks, Dave, two weeks, two weeks time. I'll be out of here. So very, very excited. But yeah, it's just, it begs the question, one, are we going to be talking about them this way all year? Like we did with Boston. Like that was the thing is it seemed like every week we we're like, Oh, um, Boston wins again. Who's going to do what? Who's going to pull it off here? We've got the defending Stanley cup champion rolling over everybody to start the season. My concern, because this seems to happen every year in the Stanley cup playoffs. I don't doubt Vegas can repeat because they, they, they're so, 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 so talented. November 30th, My question is, they're at we, Vancouver. November 30th, so it, 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 25 days from this recording. We're recording on November 5th. My question to you is, yes, you're excited as a Vegas fan. Are you cautious? Because I fear being the best team in the NHL during the regular season. That almost never gets to the final, let alone repeat. And they have the talent, without we, question. As we saw last year, you don't even get out of the first round. You blow a 3-1 series lead. Now look, a lot of it has to do with health. And if Vegas has an injury somewhere along the way, one of the big guns gets hurt, then you got to, you know, you got to recalculate all this stuff and look at it differently and say, okay, let me, let me reevaluate where they are. But yeah, I think that they should be cautiously confident if that makes any sense right that's like they have all the confidence if they stay healthy there's absolutely no reason why this team who's only been i mean you look at it what they've been around six years but they have tons of stanley cup playoff experience they've seen it all they really they really you look at the core of those guys the this the cup final loss to the caps blowing the three to one lead against the sharks um all the rivalries there, missing out on the playoffs coming back and winning it all so this is a team that it's it's kind of funny to think about it, but when you look at the experienced teams in the NHL going into the playoffs, they're right up there with the most experienced guys. So they've seen oh, yeah, everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, if they stay there, done that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, here's one. Uh, November 10th, this could be really bad. Vegas versus San Jose. <laughs> well, we're going to get to that in a second. I do want to say one last thing before we get to that. Uh, the one thing you got to pay attention to is the target on your back as the best team in the NHL. You know. Everybody knows who you are. Everybody knows you're, they're, they're coming after you. It's the same thing when we talk about the NFL. Everybody's going to give their best game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Golden State in the NBA. The New York Yankees when they're good. Uh, you, know, you just know that teams are going to bring your best. And when that's the case, when you know there's a certain heightened level of intensity from a team. And here's the, and just to, to make the joke, uh, because... The sicko in me wants to, wants to say this. Wouldn't it just be such a sicko result if San Jose gets its first one of the season by knocking off Vegas? That would be typical. I'll tell you, though, today they're playing at Anaheim. Anaheim's one of the early season surprises, so that might be. They are. And then they go from there right. to play the Los Angeles Kings back in Vegas. So you got some kind of rivalry stuff going on. They get the Sharks. November 14th, they're in Washington to destroy the Capitals. So that'll be ugly as well. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Uh, I got. I want to talk to you about a couple guys on your on your Washington Capitals team in the last segment. By the way, that's part of my to do list. Um, one of the guys you're expecting. One of the ones you're you're not going to be surprised, but I, I don't have it on the list. Let's talk about those Sharks and their single point on the season. I mean, did woof. you see them get worked? I mean, Vancouver beat them like ten to one the other night, or ten to nothing. I don't know what it was. So ugly. None of us said they were going to be good, this year, like at all. Like, like no. But did did oh oh and ten? 
10 and one or oh nine and one whatever it is with a single point like like woof like my heart my i actually feel bad for the team i do too because that's that's you i talk about this all the time everybody knows i'm a bowler right you know i go bowling a bowling tournament and stuff and you participate in games because you enjoy them and they're fun however you got to know that like there are times in any sport and in any game where it's not particularly fun this team is is it's it's not fun you know it's got to be a miserable miserable slog you know I joked about, you know, we talked about Vegas having a plus 26 golden differential. San Jose has a minus 26 goal overall golden differential when you when you adjust it. So um, it's just not fun. Just looking at their schedule, they get shut out. So, I mean. Oh, sorry. That's um, <sighs> minus 26 in five on five. They're terrible. It's not good. <laughs> to say the very least, uh, the Sharks. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, you got to kind of look at the Sharks and what's going on with them and say, yeah, 10 to 1 loss to Vancouver. Oh, dude, okay. Look at the last two games. This is, obs- this. I've never seen this. They lose Thursday to Vancouver 10 to 1. They lose to the Penguins last night 10 to 2. 10 to 2. So you've been outscored yep. 20 to 3 in two games? That's never happened. I can't imagine that's ever happened um yeah they're his they are on a historically bad pace when you look at and i'm like looking at it right now so the worst team in nhl history by worst win percentage are the 75 capitals 865 and five that's a pretty rotten <laughs> rotten ass season uh by most losses you know you got the 93 sharks 11 71 and two yeah they may not get to 10 wins this year um it's bad. I mean, it's yeah. They're gonna fire. They're gonna fire everybody. And it's I not think, gonna do any good. But they're gonna fire. Yeah, everybody. I think yeah. I, they've still got. They've got some guys on there who can play. I don't know what. Yeah. The hell is going on, um, with that team and why they are so god awful? But there's just nothing happening there. I mean, yeah, that's when you get beat twenty to three within three days of each other. That's I've I've never all the years I've been watching hockey. I, I I've never even pulled that off on video games. You <laughs> know. Yeah, that's, right. that's that's I got nothing, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's brutal to watch. It's it's thankfully because they're so bad. I don't get to see them very often because why are you going to cover that? They show them frequently out here. I don't know why. Well, <laughs> California. I know you just said four hours north of you, but like, you know, they're still there. Well, they're going to show them. I, I mean, like yeah, it's the same with the Niners. And apparently right. the local broadcasting uh, station still think There's the Raiders so are many... in a, they still think the Raiders are in Oakland. It's like, I don't give a shit about the Raiders. Get them off my TV. Oh, uh, you know, no, the Ro- the Raiders get, that's a whole other story about national brands. And, you know, oddly oh, that's, enough, that's true. Like the Dallas Cowboys. We, we love it when they're awful. The world loves it when they're good. Um, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna take our first or our second commercial break. When we come back. I got a couple of other. I got some news items that I just wanted to talk about and cover as we move along here in a pretty little clip. By the time we get back, uh, San Jose will still have not won a game. So thankfully, you won't have to worry about that. Don't miss listener. You're not missing anything. Um, but stick with us. Got some news around the NHL that we want to cover. You are listening to Hockey Talk here on the Chairshot Radio Network, part of the Chairshot.com. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. 
Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Okay, welcome back, everyone, to Hockey Talk. Hockey Talk is brought to you on the ChairShot Radio Network. It's part of the ChairShot.com, where we remind you to always use your head. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the ChairShot for all of your ChairShot swag needs. Dave, let's start with your cast. Yes, sir. So you shared you shared an article with me that I get. Yeah, that's where I'm going to start. One of one of your two stalwarts has been a significant piece of your franchise for years. Nicholas Backstrom, uh, as it's been announced, he is taking a leave of absence due to, I believe it's a back injury of some sort, or is it just ongoing issues? I I think it's just ongoing, ongoing stuff with, but, but he's taking a break. There was a, there's a long statement from Backstrom given my ongoing injury situation. I decided to take some time and step away from the game. This is a difficult decision, but one that I feel is right for my health at this time. I want to thank my teammates, the organization and fans. For their unwavering support through this process, I ask for privacy at this time as I determine my next steps and viable options forward. The president of hockey operations, Brian McClellan, he came out uh, in addition and made a statement just saying that the organization, you know, supporting Nicholas and will help him through this process. And, you know, they just, they, they're behind him while he takes this leave of absence. And, you know, when he comes back, blah, 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 blah. Um, Dave, you're you're the resident uh, Caps fan. This is big. This is an end of an era. If 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 he's out, and you know, even in reading the statement, maybe I'm stepping out of line. It, it almost reads like a retirement announcement without being a retirement. Announcement. Yeah, we're I, taking a break, and then maybe I'll come back. I don't know. I don't know. When I shared it with you, I think I made the statement that I think he's done, and, and I stand by that. I think I think Nick's done. Um, you know, the last few years have been tough for him with the hip surgery, the hip resurfacing issue, um, which probably is as unpleasant as it sounds. And, you know, he came back healthy this year, lasted what, maybe two weeks before injury started popping up again to the point where he's got to step back. And yeah, it's the end of an era. He's the all-time assist leader for the Caps. He's been a huge part. I mean, I, you know, I don't know if Ovechkin's anywhere near where we're talking about him without Nicholas Backstrom. And, you know, you look at Ovi's production this year and and not having Nick in the lineup is he's got two goals through 10 games, which ties him for his lowest of all time. So, you know, maybe pump the brakes on him breaking Wayne's record at the rate he's going. He and the team's just not they're not awful, but they're just not good. And um, yeah, not having Nick there is is that's a big loss. It's a big loss of chemistry. It's um, but at the same time, it's like. From my standpoint, as a fan standpoint, I love Nick Backstrom. He's a Hall of Famer, but I'm almost like, that's fine. Let's see what the kids can do. We need to get the young guys in there to see what they're they're holding. They're they're treading water right now, is what I would say. I look at them. They got a win last night. They're in the middle of the pack. Okay, um, Charlie Lindgren played out of his mind last night, but I want to see what the kids can do. Get some of these younger guys in there, uh, especially at center and. Yeah, I mean, if he's if he's just if it's over, then it's been a tremendous career. He's a Stanley Cup champion, and can't say any more about him. He's um he's one of the best of all time, at least for that team. And um he's you know yeah he's a tremendous player. I, I will miss him greatly, but I think his history the last few years suggests to me that like you're saying, this reads like a retirement speech, and I kind of think it is. So 
this you just mentioned this and this brings me to the other question that I had is looking at this roster and you said it you know Nicholas Backstrom by the way birthday coming up in a couple of weeks you know he was born in 87 dude like he's he's up there um I'm looking at this roster right now and I gotta I gotta bring up kind of another elephant in the room for a guy who's older than Backstrom and is your the face of your franchise that's Alex Ovechkin and I know he's chasing history. He has two goals in 10 games. It's the lowest amongst qualifying players. Is, is it? I know you want him to get that record. Is he a help or a hindrance to your team at 38 years old and not producing? Like he, he's, I, I shouldn't say not producing. His plus minus on the season for 10 games is zero. So he is a net nothing, basically. The land of plus minus. How he's many six, points does he have? Because he's been has eight. Okay, so that's he's not two terrible. Goals, and six two assists. goals, six assists. I don't think he's a hindrance at this point. I think he's still arguably. I look at that team, and I I I think Dylan Strom's been their best player this year. Um, Ovechkin, especially the way that the Caps have kind of like modified their power play is kind of like more of a decoy that opens up things for other people because everybody's wanting to focus on taking away the office, and and that's fine. But I do like the Caps' power play has been a little bit more dynamic this year. I, I wouldn't go so far as to say he's a hindrance right now. Um, if he really wants to beat Wayne's record, I don't know if he gets it done in Washington. I don't think this team has got enough horses under the hood to really generate much offense. I, I, I mean, I, they just... They just don't. I mean, that one wild game against Jersey is the only time that they've really put up some big numbers. Otherwise, you know, they're scoring. They've been shut out a couple times. They get two goals. Uh, and I know, you know, Vets can probably be the first one to tell you, I don't give a shit about the record. I'm going to retire in Washington. And that's fine. If the record really does matter, he's probably, you know, you put him on Vegas and you watch those two goals go to 22 in about a month, a month and a half, you know, that sort of thing. Um, I... He's still, I still look at that lineup there. The core is aging. Nick's not going to be there. Oshie's not as young as springtime. Tom Wilson's still pretty fairly young. They've got Oshie's Oshie's a year. Oshie's a year younger than Ovechkin. Okay. So there you go. 38. Oshie's 37. Yeah. Tom Wilson's probably maybe 30, maybe less than that. I don't, I don't know what he is. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, it's, it's, it reminds me. Okay. So this roster reminds me of the Bruins last year. Like just, just old. And maybe I'll kick in their coverage. And this is the other thing is, I don't know that I'm asking this question. If Ovechkin has, doesn't have the year that he had last year, where he kind of exceeded some expectations and was sort of like this fountain of youth renaissance, like the grizzled veteran scoring goals, just doing the thing to where we're having this conversation. And I don't know, like he's your, he's a scorer, right? He's a scorer. He's got two goals. Yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm fine with the assists. Like I get it. Yeah, six assists. That's fine. Got eight points on the season. I just, I don't. Uh, it's just it's tough. It's, just, it's tough. And you don't want to see a guy go out sad. You know what I mean. And maybe that's the thing. Maybe I should watch a couple of Caps games. It's actually how he looks. He looks. Out there. He I looks okay. He looks okay. He doesn't. Like I said, he is a reflection. He's not of, elite. No, he's he's not. But he's no. a reflection of the team. And the team has slowed down considerably. I, I saw a stat there, the slowest team in the NHL as far as one of these statistics transferring up the ice and that sort of thing. But you look at them and, and you look at the Pittsburgh Penguins who are in the same boat. And Carlson has not generated, 
they're dead last in the Metropolitan Division right now, notwithstanding the bludgeoning of San Jose last night. But um, Pittsburgh's got a lot of the same problems. Sid and Evgeny Malkin have looked good early on, has slowed down considerably the last week or so. They're not exactly lighting the world up on fire. So as we know, Father Time's undefeated. And, you know, you a lot of these guys typically reflect what's going on with the team. Sid, Evgeny Malkin are, are kind of indicative of that. I have no idea what the hell's going on in Edmonton. I have no idea why they are so god-awful early on this year. I know McDavid missed a few games, but Jesus, they're in bad shape. Um, So, yeah, I, you know, wait and see. We'll see what happens with the young guys. We'll see if the Caps find their legs. They're still getting used to Spencer's system, Um, that sort of thing. Your Blues, though, they're right. I mean, they're in the second wildcard position right now, Pat, and looking surprisingly pretty good. Right, they also have the lowest uh, scoring percentage when in five-on-five situations at two goals per game. Last so half full. I, uh, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna speak from a wrestling realist perspective and say that's exciting. And yay, we're five-four and one, and I, I'm not buying it. Like we're we're not a good five-on-five team. We don't score. We will no. All right, I do want to change the subject. I want to go back to a story that we t- covered last week. Uh, that you, you know, last week we talked about the tragic passing of Adam Johnson, who was cut in the neck by an opposing player. And uh, you shared a couple of stories with uh, in, in sticking with the Capitals. We we have first we have a player, Tom Wilson, who was the first Capital. And again, you shared this because you follow the Capitals. He's the first Capital to wear neck protection after the death of Adam Johnson. Uh, but he was wearing a turtleneck. From TJ Oshie's War Road brand. And Oshie, shortly after this incident, mentioned, and this is really interesting, his company that makes this gear, this neck protective gear, these turtlenecks, they make him TJ Oshie does not wear it. He wore it last night. Yet. He wore it last oh, night. Oh, well, then he, yeah, it was like at the time of the article that was printed, he had not. Uh, but he shared that the players have paid attention. He received, uh, he's receiving upwards of 100 texts plus from players inquiring after this gear the nhl and the nhl players associations are looking at this incident very very closely to try and find ways to prevent future tragedy so i I saw a picture of the turtleneck itself because i think the big question i always had was like being able to keep your head on a swivel and being able to look left and right i see how it goes now Uh, it does look like something that doesn't impede you too badly and obviously wilson played with it so and Oshi played with it, so they're not struggling. Uh, may just be a new piece of technology you got to get used to, but uh, I think that this becomes standard gear within the next three years. Yeah, I especially when you dig deeper into this issue and you realize that this neck protection is mandatory at the lower levels, at like the minors. They it right. is you know ECHL, QHL, whatever the hell you know, and it's some HL out there. It's all required in the minors. That just hasn't been required at the NHL level. Uh, yeah, Adam Johnson's tragic situation, I think is going to force their hand to really reevaluate this. What concerns me more about the Adam Johnson situation is now there's like some rumblings that maybe the guy who hit him uh, intentionally did some unorthodox movement, which may have made this unfortunate situation more likely than just the random tragic accident that we thought it was. If that's true, that's certainly a disturbing tr- a de- uh, development, but you know, getting back to what you're saying. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think they got to look at this. It's rare. We've talked about a few of the times that it happened, um, but it's happened enough. And now, you know, 
Malarchuk and Zednik got lucky. Uh, Adam didn't. Right. And I think you've got to sit there and say, look, you know, this this can be minimized. You know, if like you're saying, it's a turtleneck that protects the neck, but doesn't hinder your movement, your ability to skate, your ability to protect yourself from like headshots and stuff like that. Really, what's the downside? There's not. There, there's not a downside. And, and this is, I think, just a common sense decision. This isn't getting soft on the sport. This is we don't want people to die on the ice so you look at how i think we'll hear more about that yeah you look at um, how football helmets have evolved over the years and and to take more into this concussion syndrome and that sort of thing it's all the sports you know you get these evolutionary jumps where something happens to say we need to rethink this and i think this is one of those moments yeah i agree and i think it's coming sooner rather than later all right last story to talk about today um my bold prediction was that the ottawa senators were going to be a team that made the playoffs and uh, not looking good, Dave. Not looking good. Couple weeks season, and news got really bad as the Senators are now looking for a new general manager as their GM Pierre Dorion resigned because <laughs> he botched. So here's the thing: is after taking the the team as the GM within a shot, within a goal of the Stanley Cup Finals, haven't made the haven't haven't made the playoffs. Since. But the final straw came this this past Wednesday when the NHL announced the Senators would have to forfeit a first-round pick from one of the following drafts, the 2024, 2025, or 2026 NHL draft, because of a league investigation into Ottawa's role in a nullified trade involving, uh, who was the player? Dadanoff. Uh, Dadanoff, yeah. Lost Evgeny Dabnov, um, between the Golden Knights and the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. According to the NHL, the Senators never informed the Golden Knights of Dadnov's modified no-trade clause after sending him to Vegas. Oops. And the league and the league came down hard on Ottawa as a result. And so, owner uh, of the Senators, uh, Mikhail Andelar, yeah, I hope I'm getting my French names correct. Said the senator's front office Sounds was French. negligent, negligent in nature, and embarrassed the league and pissed off two other NHL clubs. He noted that while the punishment may have been harsh, the mistake could have been avoided entirely. You know, this is a franchise that I keep hoping good things for, and they keep just shooting themselves in the foot. And here's another example, Dave. Who, I, I get that, you know, Dorian's role had to, like, his head had to roll, uh, obviously, on this with an underperforming team. This is just kind of the last step in ineptitude. But, my God. My God. My God. Anyway. There's, yeah, there's no excuse for, if you don't know the no-trade status of people on your own roster, you have no business being a GM. And to put this guy out there, hey, hey we're going to trade you to here. And dad and I was like, uh, hold on a second. Uh, I've got this no trade thing. I- I'm not going to agree to this thing. Well, we already did the trade. Well, tough shit. I'm not going to go there. Um, yeah. And, 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 you know, and then you get, you know, you get detrimental reliance on the part of two other franchises as part of this three team trade. Um, yeah, that has legal ramifications, you know, and I'm sure the NHL doesn't want to get sued by their own franchises for breach of contract and shit. So, that's 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 just inexcusable i mean you can't you can't do that so yeah somebody had to roll somebody had to get their head on the chopping block and you know 
I don't know, man. And it's because I'm a Commanders fan and I've listened to Ron Rivera last year, not realizing that his team could be eliminated from the playoffs and admit that in front of everybody. And it's like, how are you still employed? But just some of the levels of incompetence of, and I know you're a Bears fan, so you've had plenty of it yourself. And well, here's the, this is the thing is, I think both of us have been fans of long suffering franchises, right? Like, Absolutely. and I, I, and I, so I've always had the Cardinals lean back on the St. Louis Cardinals. And this year I did not have the St. They were just awful. However, of all the teams that I follow, the University of Illinois football program has, has for the longest time been the most source of my suffering and ire. And our lowest of low points was the Tim Beckman era about a decade ago, a decade ago now, where Tim Beckman, after the team loses by 21 points, gets up at a press conference and is like, well, and he basically is just like, well, if you take out the scoring plays in the first half, we don't lose. We won the first half. We won the second half by a field goal. And I was like, that's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. And this dude, like, he still somehow managed to get the team to a bowl game. We, you know, and then, and, and the funny thing is that ineptitude press conference wasn't even winning how he got fired. He got fired because of a player abuse. Like, he got fired because he, he mishandled concussion protocol. So had that, had the Lovey Smith era where he just went, like, where, you know, the, a young athletic director hired a dude, hired a name, flashy name, trying to get butts in the seat could evaluate NFL level talent. He just didn't have enough care or inclination to coach it and tried to run his college football program like a professional football program and went nowhere. None of that holds a candle to, to Tim Beckman. Uh, and I think Ottawa senators probably feel this yeah. at this era and that moment that's, that's there. Well, if we'd only not given up 21 points in the first half, we wouldn't have lost by 21 points. No shit. Coach, no coach, what went wrong today? They scored more than us. I, that's that's a Bill Belichick answer if I ever heard one, but it's true. Or Greg Popovich or something like that. But yeah, I mean, like you're but saying, see, long, you can get away with that answer when you're good. Right. When you have a track record of Bill it's Belichick or Popovich. <laughs> no, our fan base, as far as fans go, we've had some really rough uh, goes of it here. Um, you know, and like the only yeah, team that I love. Everybody- oh, I mean, like I look at what the oh, commanders right. did this week with trading away a couple of. Uh, high profile defender but when you're when your defense is that bad then what the hell I, anyway we don't need to talk about that <laughs> right and I, I, I mean at the end of the day not everybody can be a las vegas golden knight that's really what it comes down to so enjoy your time in the sun vegas you got something special cooking over there all right dave that's going to do it for this week's edition of hockey talk before we run on out of here why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on the socials and on the chair shot radio network you can find me on the platform formerly known as Twitter, now known as X at Attitude Ag. That is at Attitude A-G-G and on Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. You can follow me out there on the X Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. You can catch me every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday on the Chair Shot Radio Network. Mondays, I'm talking nerdy stuff with Dave and a whole cavalcade of other nerds bandwagon nerds tuesdays it's hockey and music with my good friend david ungar doing musical chairs on the summertime hockey talk during the hockey season and then on wednesdays i'm talking wrestling with greg demarco on the greg demarco show thank you everyone for listening that's going to do it for this week's edition of hockey talk we'll see you next week here on the chair shot radio network a part of the chairshot.com. <laughs>
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.